0: Hello and welcome to the English Link Podcast. Mark here with Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi, Hi Mark. I, we, I guess uh, and I can't... We should uh, try and remember who asked us to uh, talk about this topic, but uh, we thought today we, we, uh, we were asked to talk about
1: the world financial crisis. Uh, I guess it's very timely. I think timely. it's a good idea to talk about things that are topical, mm-hmm. of interest. Uh, so again, one of our themes is: if you can listen or to or read uh, content that's of interest to you, you're going to learn a lot better than if uh, the content is of no interest. So, what can we say today? The the U.S. Uh, Congress voted down the most recent uh, Bush proposal for um, a bailout and a, a massive injection of government financing to bail out the financial uh, sector and I gather that there's a lot of feeling out there that uh, the uh, clever people on Wall Street who created this mess uh, should pay for it themselves somehow but I guess the problem is that um, if the government doesn't bail out some of these financial institutions that there isn't enough money around to keep our financial system going and that that could cause uh, a major economic uh, recession, and I guess not just uh, an e- uh,
0: an economic recession in in the states, but uh, it's a global mm-hmm. issue. And uh, even today, we saw after that announcement that a number of European banks uh, had to be rescued by their own governments, bought mm-hmm. out or propped up. Or I can't, don't know exactly what happened there, but uh, mm-hmm. they they have had the same problem that they've been having in the states, where the the government in the States, either the government or with the help of government, other companies have stepped in and, and
1: uh, taken over, propped up, uh, failing investment banks. But I think the underlying, people say, how could this happen? I think the underlying problem is a five-letter word called greed. E E D G-R-E-E-D, greed. Yes. And uh, people like to perhaps make out that this is an American problem, but there were lots of foreign banks who knew exactly what was going. Uh, even foreign investors, uh, I heard that the Norwegian Pension Fund, and I know there were pension funds here in Canada who bought some, what they should have realized were very risky uh, you know, credit instruments, uh, simply because they had a high yield. Well, and I think uh, because it's probably
0: harder and harder to find uh, high-yielding investments, uh, safe investments, given the uh, low interest rate environment that we've had for a long time. And uh, obviously, I think it's a situation where those investment bankers are sort of far enough removed from the original uh, lender the guys who actually loan the money to the the um, essentially uh, to 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 the people that can't pay the, the uh, unworthy customers, uh, but then they those all those subprime loans get bundled together and 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 sold off to one guy who then sells them off to another guy. By the time they get to the the investment banker, he probably thinks that somehow it's been turn from something that's really kind of risky into something not risky yeah, by the time it gets to him. And, and obviously, at some point, they didn't do their research. Well, that's the point. And they just kind of, it's almost like, oh, I'll hold my nose, and they, everybody says it's, it's, it's
1: not risky, so maybe it's not risky. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine. But therefore, they didn't do their job. Absolutely. So there's no excuse. But if we go right back to the beginning, the first step in all of this is... That and I think there has been a desire in the United States even going back to the Clinton years to make uh, you know, home ownership more accessible to people who don't have a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, and so again I haven't, we did a bit of research on this but I don't know when this all started but in so far as the subprime loan is concerned what the practice was was that people who would not normally qualify for a housing loan were given a housing loan Mm -hmm. And what's more, even people who would qualify for a housing loan, I've heard from personal experience, they were encouraged to borrow more than the value of their house. And they were given what was called adjustable rate mortgages. Mm -hmm. So that they would only pay 1% or 2% for the first two years, and then they would have to pay the full uh, interest rate Mm -hmm. in, in subsequent years. And so here you have them, they're being encouraged to borrow more than they need, Mm -hmm. They can't even afford to pay for their house, let alone something more than what their house is worth. But of course, you know, in the United States, uh, we've had a period of ever-increasing housing prices. From the year 2000 to the year 2006, housing prices rose by 80%. Mm -hmm. So they would be told by the lender, you know, don't be a fool, this is easy money, you can borrow more, you can borrow it at these low interest rates... Your, the value of your house will go up, so you'll be able to pay for it. Right. And so that's kind of where it started. And from their perspective, the, the lender's perspective,
0: well, even if these people can't make their payments, uh, I'll still have the house, the house will increase in value, I, I, my capital should be saved, uh, which is fine as long as prices keep going up. But uh, obviously, as, as we've seen in the, in the States in the last two years, uh, prices are have come off significantly, and and so people are left uh, owing more money than their houses are worth, at which point they they walk away. And and, and so that's obviously one of the problems, but I guess a bigger problem is these uh, products, whatever they're called, the subprime investment, uh, I don't know the official term for the package that they promote to the investment bankers, but... uh, all of a sudden people realize that these aren't worth very much and they have to write them off at a certain rate. And um, for that reason, I can't remember exactly why, but because they're not worth much, they can't sell them and then they're, it affects their, their balance sheet well, and their well, stock right. price.
1: And and the two things that I've been able to identify is, is one is this uh, derivative, and mm-hmm. I think that's a word that's come up a lot, is derivatives. Right. These are very sophisticated uh, sort of... Um, Instruments of financing, mm-hmm. where you can bet on the hedge. It's all about hoping that the worst doesn't happen, right? And so uh, these are the, the, this one instrument is called a credit default swap mm-hmm. derivative, a CDS. Right. And I don't fully understand it, but it seems to be that that uh, if you have a bunch of loans mm-hmm. and you go to an investor and you say, "Here, you can." Uh, pay me X amount of money mm-hmm. and you will earn all these premiums and everything 's going to be fine and However, if some of my loans default, then you have to cover me mm-hmm. and so as long as there 's only a few loans at default, right uh, I presume the return on those is quite high mm-hmm. and so that the banks are happy right. But when you start getting a decline in the housing market and we go back to the the guy we talked about who can 't even afford to buy a house and who 's mm-hmm. now taken on twenty percent more. Uh, loan than his house is worth at at a subsidized interest rate and all of a sudden has to pay the interest rate and he defaults and more and more of them default so all of a sudden we don't just have one or two loans defaulting we've got lots of loans defaulting and for some reason that I don't fully understand this credit default swap has greatly sort of exacerbated the problem and
0: Warren Buffett well, isn't the credit default is that not just a name for that type of investment product like in, in this in the case that we're discussing it was the subprime mortgages that were that's a type of whatever you call it right credit whatever it's it a, was it's a credit default swap is a derivative is a derivative but the, the, the subprime loans is one type of credit default swap the the uh,
1: like if you had no, credit sub, card, uh, the subprime loan per se is not a credit default. No, but, swap. but 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 it that, gets packaged into this range of of loans, right? Which an investor bets, right? But a high percentage of them are not going to default, and he'll walk away with the, with, with the interest. So right. it's a very speculative thing. Well, all we, I'm saying yeah. is that th- th- this credit default swap product will
0: focus on. Real estate, uh, well, mortgages, right? Or there'll be one that deals with uh, credit some card debt, credit, yep. or some other kind of debt, and so people buy these, investors buy these, right. hoping, as you say, that uh, right. nothing bad will happen, right? But I guess what uh, what the the tipping point was when uh, housing prices started to decline significantly, and and right. so all of this all of this stuff was predicated on the belief that the housing prices will always go up.
1: Things can always improve. can only
0: improve. (laughs) can only improve. Uh,
1: But it's interesting that Warren Buffett, who's one of the richest men in the world, and who made all his own money by simply being smart. Mm -hmm. In investments. In investments. And he identified, and who, by the way, was turned down by the Harvard Business School. And he calls that a turning point in his life. Right. He went to Columbia instead. But... uh, he identified like four or five years ago that all of these derivatives, Mm -hmm. and particularly these uh, credit default swaps, he called them weapons of financial destruction. Mass destruction. Mass destruction. And he said there would be very severe consequences. Mm -hmm. And he stayed completely away from them.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, He is now busy buying financial institutions because Mm -hmm. there is the point of view that in fact things are not as bad as they are presented. And there Mm -hmm. are some... Uh, accounting regulations that force the banks to to put a value on some of their assets which is, which is perhaps today's market value but which doesn't reflect the real potential value of those and so mm-hmm. he's betting that he can select those banks that, that are, are, are okay. Mm-hmm. But one And of insurance his, companies because the insurance companies were big into this stuff too. Right. Yeah. And, and one of his quotes which I think is really neat is he says life is like a snowball. If you want to grow the important thing is to find wet snow and a really long hill. In other words, you accumulate your wealth gradually. Mm-hmm. There is no sudden strike it rich, high return, no risk. There is no high return <laughs> with no risk. Right. So he prefers to find wet snow and a really long hill. Find good companies invest in them, and stay there. Exactly. And whereas I think a lot of these fancy uh, financial instruments that people were speculating on is more like uh, a snowball that falls over a cliff, mm-hmm. and you hope there's a soft landing down there, you know. So.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, certainly a, a problem that's uh, affecting global financial uh, markets and the global economy. And it's, uh, well, I mean, I, uh, it, depending on who you uh, listen to or who you hear speak, it, it's either uh, hopefully uh, going to fix itself soon or could go on for quite a while and, and continue to get worse. So it's, uh, you know, that the stock markets today took a big tumble after mm-hmm. that announcement when they're in the U.S. Congress where they, they uh, did not pass that uh, rescue package. Uh, my, uh, so we, I mean, who knows? Maybe something else will come along. But uh, my guess is that they will pass
1: a package. I, I'm sure they will. And, and yeah. uh, what I th- I think too, I'm always one. Perhaps I'm a bit optimistic by nature. But uh, I think some of the good some of the good that will come from this is that I think there has been far too much uh, speculative activity in the United States. Even a home buyer, an individual who buys a home that he can't afford and takes a loan on that he can't repay because the interest is low because he hopes the house is going to go up in value. He's a speculator. Absolutely. He's just a speculator. So throughout the whole package and I think uh, the United States has been addicted to credit. Individuals who are heavily in debt through their credit card and of course people push products at them and push financing at them. These people are speculators. And I think what has to happen is hopefully people will step back and say everyone has to try to live within their means. You don't need a bigger house, have a smaller house, ride a bicycle. You know, you can live your life quite happily without having all these goods. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also import- important to
0: mention that it's it's not just the United States no, that's been living uh, above their, uh, beyond their means. Uh, certainly here in Canada, it's it, it would be similar. Similar. And, uh, and in Britain. And in Britain, and I don't know about uh, Europe or Asia, but I mean once real estate prices start coming off here and they will mm-hmm. then we're going to see similar problems here I have to believe but like right. a, a, you know a, a a few years ago you know I can't remember who said it but when you're it said the 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 quote was something like when you're uh, barber is talking about investing in something that's the time to get out. <laughs> yeah. And uh uh you know here people were buying second uh, ho- homes, uh, investment properties have been buying for mm-hmm. you know for the last 5 6 years as investments. Right. Uh like everybody, not just a few people but everybody's talking about trying to buy a a second home uh, flip a home flip a home buy a buy a condo downtown mm-hmm. and I mean I, I, I don't know this for a fact, but anecdotally, apparently a lot of the apartments downtown in, in downtown Vancouver are, are owned by absentee uh, either absentee uh, owner speculative, second apartments they're
1: vacant, you can't rent uh, but all know, those kinds of things. I mean it can't go on forever no, but you know to, to put all of this in perspective, the reason I mentioned the United States is because they are such a huge market mm-hmm. so that that by them being addicted to credit. And, and addicted to buying things, them we in Canada too, but we're ten right. percent of the United States. Right. Uh, and this has spawned tremendous wealth in other places, mm-hmm. like the Middle East for oil, like China and and other countries that produce uh, consumer products that the Americans mm-hmm. want. Right. So that and, and so these countries now end up hanging on to these dollars
0: mm-hmm.
1: and hoping that the addicted. American consumer will continue buying these things so that right. they can continue running their factories right but but the positive side is that there is a lot of wealth in the world mm-hmm. there is a lot of wealth in china in india in in taiwan in in now increasingly in places like Brazil and Russia. there is a lot of wealth mm-hmm. and I think that that uh, there are and and we have had a lot of technological innovation, a lot of new products uh, our lives i mean In many ways, I think, like, the Internet has has brought tremendous benefit to a lot of people. Uh, Mm -hmm. Education, entertainment, access to information, ability to communicate with friends and so forth. Most importantly, language learning. And language learning on (laughs) LinkedIn. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm positive about about the world in general. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, the world has uh, has become closer uh, knit and if people will only learn to speak each other's languages using Link, they'll like each other better (laughs) And at the same time uh, they 've got to stop this speculative uh, greedy type of behavior
0: well, and I think and, and I agree with you, I, I think they 'll pass some kind of bill in the in the states, but I guess on 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 from another perspective, I guess a lot of people are thinking, yeah, maybe let the, everything crash and let all those people uh find themselves out of a job and and maybe that'll bring the financial system back stronger. Well, Rather than to just prop it up and let those people continue to come up with new investment, uh, well, you know it's it's so strategies. difficult.
1: It's so difficult because you say, okay, the people who are deciding our fate are politicians,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when you look at some of the motives here, where the Republicans say they voted against it because the Democrats, uh, in urging people to vote for the bill accused the the Republicans of having, you know, uh, spoiled the economy, blah, blah, blah. So, he took the opportunity of this supposedly, you know, very uh, strategically important vote Mm -hmm. as an opportunity to bash the other (laughs) political (laughs) party. I'm sure the the Republicans did the same back at them. Right. So, the the other thing is, of course, human beings are pretty imperfect creatures. Yep. Uh, We love to bash the politicians. They're no better or worse than the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Uh... Yeah, hopefully we can find a way, a practical way to uh, to, mm-hmm. to resolve this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you say to yourself, okay, well, if you don't trust the politicians, who are you going to trust, the experts? Well, presumably the experts were running our financial system. <laughs> right. So, what <well, laughs> you know, and I have uh, ranted long enough about experts in language teaching. Yeah. And how we feel that there's a better way with, uh, with, with links. So, hopefully a combination of common sense and experts and fear will lead us towards uh, a... Yes. You'll know better in a week Uh, from now.
0: Yeah, we will for sure, although I think this all of this stuff can continue on for quite a while. Maybe we'll be talking about it again in another few well, months. Well, you know, before you <laughs> shut us down there,
1: Mark, the point is, here you are, you and I have talked about this financial situation. We're, we're not experts. We don't understand it very well. No. But we were able to use some of the terminology. Right. So that hopefully that helps people in their in their English language learning. Exactly. And we look forward to hearing more requests for subjects that we can talk about.
0: That was Marianne, by the way, who asked for that. For, Thank for, you, Marianne. For that. Thanks, Marianne. For your feedback, and uh, anyone else out there, if you'd like to hear more about a specific subject, just let us know. Uh, come on to Link and, and post it on the English Link forum. Okay, we'll talk to you later.